welcome back to Loki's Librarian. If you are new here, welcome. I am your librarian, Katrina, and this is where I am reading through the enormous library books that you see behind me, and then I give you a quick synopsis and tell you what I think about them. So if you like books, just aren't sure what to read next, hit that subscribe button, like, and share my videos, and let me know what you think in the comments. This month, I am struggling to reinfuse a little serotonin into my brain after the last couple of months of very dark reading materials. So we are starting out with Gad Sad's latest book, the Sad Truth About Happiness, Eight Secrets for Leading the Good Life. Uh, yes, I am aware this is a new book. When I did my, my reading list video for the month, I explained I needed some, I needed happiness in my life. And this was fortuitously timed to come out right then. So when I bought Prepared, I also bought this one and um, basically the entire month's reading list. The cocktail this week is called Pursuit of Happiness. It is one and a half ounces of blended scotch, a half ounce of banana liqueur, a third ounce of Italian red liqueur, and a dash of saline solution, uh, which is not to be confused with like contact lens saline solution. Don't do that. I don't believe that's food grade, but they provided a recipe on the website, which of course I'll include a link to on how to make your own. So that's what I did. It's just saline solution and a little beaker of water. And since it's just salt water, after this, I'm going to dump it on the cracks of my sidewalk and salt the earth a little bit to get the weeds to stop growing. Two birds, one stone. I get drunk, kill weeds. Happy day, happy day. Okay, let's do this. So, generally speaking, I avoid self-help books because I have found, again, generally speaking, that the only person they help is the author. Namely, it helps their wallets to grow immensely bigger at my expense. And, and honestly, I probably wouldn't have bought this one, except that I, I genuinely enjoy uh, Dr. Sad. I enjoy his podcast. I enjoyed his book, The Parasitic Mind, that I reviewed last year. And so it did not surprise me in the least that uh, he seems to share my disdain of the self-help industry and did not actually write a self-help book. The Sad Truth is not generic advice about exercise more and put the pills down and find a better job. I mean, some of that is in there, but not in the usual cheerleadery context of a self-help book. Book. Good, I did pour it in the shaker and not in the actual cocktail glass. I'm mathing. Okay, one third is going to be less than a half ounce, right? Yes. What well, we're going to find out. Okay, I'm kind of explaining this badly. Let's start with step one. The first secret to leading a good life is to find the right spouse, which is def definitely not something you see in a lot of self-help books, right? It's always about self-visualization, self-empowerment. What about finding the right person to go through life with? Humanity is a, a social species. We are generally not designed to be alone. Kind of wing this one since I don't have a major on it. Probably more than it should be, but whatever. So finding the right person to spend your life with is a very solid way to start. Just a dash. Oh, this is stirred. Now, all too many people marry Mr. and Ms. right now. They rarely spend the time looking at the big picture of how genuinely compatible are we. Not stirred enough. I say so because the cup is getting frosty. Physical compatibility is only the tiniest part of a happy marriage. Like the tiniest. At one point in the book, he says that the, the happy medium for a healthy sex life can be as little as once a week. And for a lot of people, it is once a week. Now, that says neither here nor there. If your timing, if you guys are more into sex, fine. But once a week is generally a sweet spot to keep people happy in a marriage. So if that's once a week, I don't know what, what's the average max 20 minutes, 30 minutes. What are you doing with the remaining, fuck, I don't even know how many hours that is. 
let's say eight times seven because you got eight hours at work, eight hours of sleeping. So eight times seven will be 56 hours. So what are you doing with the remaining 55 and a half hours that you're spending with this person? If all you have in common is sex, that's probably not a good place to start. Have more things in common. Everyone ages. Time is inevitable and looks fade. Unless you are a megastar who could afford a top-notch plastic surgeon. But the vast majority of us are not that. And so, I mean, he also talks about aging well, well aging gracefully. I don't remember the context of the passage, but I know it's in there. Uh, but think about it. All right. Again, eight hours working, which means 16 hours not working. Eight hours sleeping. Who are you spending those remaining eight waking hours with? Is it someone you genuinely like? Hmm. That gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling. The banana is a nice prevalent overnote. The dash of saline is technically uh, optional, but one of the review people who reviewed the cocktail said that it makes the cocktail, so I put it in there. I can't really taste the difference, but maybe if I didn't have it in there, I'd taste it. Wee bit of the bitters. Can't taste the scotch at all, which is almost a shame because this is not a bad bottle of blended scotch that I have here. But this is not bad. I can see where this would make you happy. And do you only like the person you're with right now? I mean, he did not go into the whole, is it better to live with someone before marriage? I mean, there's a ton of research on that out there for both sides of the argument. I was with my husband for 15 years before we married. The decision to not marry for that long was a mutual decision. There was never a point where one of us wanted to get married and the other didn't. We were completely in agreement on that. And that is probably exactly why we were able to be together for 15 years before we married is because there wasn't this bitter contention of, you know, dominance and who's going to force their will on the other. We agreed on things like that. Then we also had always a mutual liking and respect for each other. And when we argue, we're looking for the solution to the problem, not sniping at each other to score points. I and mean, if, if your relationship is predicated on scoring points against your partner, then that is not a happy partnership. I mean, Reddit is riddled with stories of people who are in relationships like that. So pick the right spouse. Don't settle for what you can find, but you also don't have to kick everyone to the curb for not being perfect. Because trust me, you ain't perfect either. Find someone that you can work through your problems together with and you're willing to work on your imperfections with each other. So it can't be just you working on your imperfections. They've got to work on their imperfections too. But that is how you build a relationship together and you'll be much happier for it, according to Dr. Sad, and I believe him. I, I do count myself lucky in my marriage. The second secret is working in the right profession. Now, again, eight hours of the day spent at work. Do you want to spend eight hours of the day for the rest of your life doing something that you loathe? Now, this doesn't mean quit your job right this second and go on unemployment while pursuing your lifelong passion of being an underwater basket weaver. That comes later in the book. Uh, but, we do, but you do need to find a profession that is fulfilling for you and brings some meaning to your life. If you're in a profession you currently dislike, do start doing what it takes to switch careers. Uh, if that requires additional training, use some of the time you're not at work to get that training and education. All right. Eight whole hours in the day. Are you scrolling Facebook or are you going to be learning something that will make you happy? Uh, seeking the sweet spot. Find moderation across many domains. This is this was the so section where I actually talked about sex as little as once a week is, is fine for most people. But it turns out there is too such a thing as too much of a good thing. Uh, Dr. Sad spends a whole chapter breaking down the inverted U-curve and why it matters. 
I mean, all things in moderation leads to happiness. I mean, have the occasional dessert, right? Nothing wrong with that. Having cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is going to have some deleterious effects on your health in the form of weight gain, energy crashes, general feelings of malaise, bloating. So find moderation in life. Don't overdo it. Uh, engage in a playful mindset. People take life very seriously. It, it's not meant to be lived that way. I mean, there are definite moments for seriousness, but by and large, learn to laugh at yourself. I mean, nobody gets out alive. We're all spitting on the same mud ball together, and you're not going to live forever, I think. Have they found an immortality thing yet? I mean, there's a book called The Immortality Key, but I don't think it actually makes you immortal. I haven't read that one yet. I have it. I think I have it in December's reading list. Have fun while you're here on planet Earth. All right. Nobody gets out alive, guys. So you don't have to take everything seriously 100% of the time. Uh, pursuing variety seeking at times across many domains. Now, variety is the spice of life. And if you feel like you're in a rut, change it up a little bit. Try some new foods. Try a different beverage. Try reading outside your usual genre. Uh, before I started this journey through my library, I mean, I had these books. I've been collecting them for decades at this point in my life. But... I almost exclusively read fiction. So I'd buy the nonfiction, stick it on my shelf, and then, you know, read Harry Potter again. Because, of course I did. And I was always intending to someday read my nonfiction collection. Well, what if someday never comes, right? Do you want to spend your life doing the same thing over and over again? Or do you want to seek out a little variety? Uh, maybe start small with your variety. Instead of a pepperoni pizza, you get sausage. Instead of always making the annual vacation to Magical Mouse Palace, you decide to go to the Grand Tetons and touch some grass. Um, referring back to Secret 3, seek variety in moderation. Change for change's sake can lead you down to a dark road. Like, um, for example, spending three months reading about communism, woke culture, and survival. That, uh, that can be a pretty dark road. It is the voice of experience speaking there. Ensuring that one is persistent in the pursuit of meaningful goals. This would be where the underwater basket weaving is. If that's your lifelong passion, you're probably not going to make any money of it, but be persistent in pursuing that goal. There is another book. You know, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll find it and I'll, I'll post a picture of it here. I have it. I have it. But it, it takes as little as 20 minutes of practice a day in one thing to make you an expert in like a year, year and a half, something like that. I'm, I'm sure I'm like paraphrasing that badly. I'll have to reread it. Something about habits. I'll find it and I'll post the picture. But as little as 20 minutes a day in one skill will make you an expert in no time. Because most people don't pursue that 20 minutes a day. So if you want to be an underwater basket weaver... You know, get your scuba gear on and spend 20 minutes a day doing it. That's all it takes. Spend 20 minutes a day writing your, your novel, your masterpiece. 20 minutes a day. Doesn't take much, but it'll build up. In that dark headspace I've been in these last few months because of what I've been reading, never focusing on the fact that while the material itself is completely awful, I'm, I'm achieving a goal that I set myself to read one book a week, which is impressive. I mean, there are... Not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn here. There are, there are people who struggle to read a book a year. And it's not because they don't want to read more, but because they have a hard time reading, period. And 
I mean, there, there is nothing wrong with that. Again, 20 minutes a day will make you really good at anything. And if you're one of those people who wants to read more but struggles, start small. Start with kids' books. All right? Start with Curious George. There's nothing wrong with that. Start with Harry Potter. Start with Percy Jackson. Because the storylines are meant to be engaging to pull in new readers. Not necessarily young readers, new readers. So if that's you, if you're struggling, start, start with the kids' books. Start with the young adult novels. There is nothing wrong with that. Some of my favorite books, not just Harry Potter, were originally written for quote-unquote young adults. And I still read them. So the fact that I am doing one book a week is amazing. Hell, I review a book a week. I read anywhere from three to four books a week, depending on what fiction I have in my rotation on any given time. So this is something that is meaningful to me. And I am persistent in pursuing that goal. And so this is something that, that despite the dark stuff I've been reading, I am happy about. And I'm proud of myself that I'm doing that. Um, another meaningful goal that I have is to exercise more, which is, is actually not uh, about chasing serotonin, although exercise does boost serotonin naturally. Um, I've just been having a hard time motivating myself to do that which actually might be because of the lack of serotonin now that I think about it. One step I can take towards pursuing happiness is pursuing that meaningful goal. Being anti-fragile when dealing with failure. And I kind of feel like I have a good handle on this one. I mean, life has not always handed me what I wanted, and that's not always a bad thing. I've been turned down for jobs that I thought I desperately wanted, and now I'm quite grateful I didn't get I mean, I, I had my business that I was running pre-COVID, and that went down in flames as a result of the pandemic. And um, let's just say I am not enamored these days with what would have been my customer base. So I'm kind of glad I don't have to kiss that particular set of asses for sales. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, for more on anti-fragility, I highly recommend Gad Sad's book, The Parasitic Mind. He covers in detail the dangers of the victim mentality. I mean, he does go into it here. Obviously, it wouldn't be Dr. Sad if he didn't. Um, but the dangers of victim mentality that is being propagated and kind of sold whole cloth these days. But mostly feelings of failure certainly lead you to darkness and depression. And so if you allow yourself to wallow in that, you're going to be in a dark and depressed place. And there's really no need for that. Rather than framing anyone's situation as I failed, frame it, what, how did I, what did I learn from this experience? I learned from my failed job applications that those jobs were not the right fit for me and that who I am would not have been served by those positions. And I, I know, God, even then I knew that part of the reason I wanted those jobs was the prestige of saying that I worked for X company, not, um, not Elon Musk's X, but just X in general. I'm going to have to find a new letter to pick on since he's apparently taken X now. I would be miserable in those positions while my current job is wonderfully flexible. And as for the failed business, yes, it sucks. Of course it sucks. Nobody starts a business thinking, oh, I hope this fails for me. But you know what else sucks? Um, depending on people you genuinely dislike to be your customer base. Um, the pandemic showed me a lot of who a lot of people are. So there was definitely some good that came out of um, that that stage in life. I also learned during the pandemic that I am not the black thumb I thought I am. I can, in fact, grow a garden. So that was news to me. I mean, eventually pretending that you like your customers is going to catch up with you. They're, they're going to figure it out because people aren't stupid. They know. And you can only fake authenticity for so long. 
I mean, it is much better do as the Oracle at Delphi advised 2,000 years ago. Know thyself. I am great at sales if I like my customers. Um, minimize future regret by living an authentic life. There's that authenticity again. Uh, generally speaking, the vast majority of people regret the things they didn't do rather than the things they did do. And this actually ties into the idea of seeking variety too. Are you going to regret visiting Magical Mouse Kingdom eight years in a row? Or will you regret never seeing Earth's natural beauty? Which will re you regret more? <clears throat> Buying the overpriced designer handbag that will be out of season next year? Or not going to Paris because you had to choose between that designer handbag or seeing the City of Lights? Life is all about opportunity costs. Possessions are a temporary thing. Experiences will last a lifetime in your memory. Which would you rather have? The people who are happiest are the people who live their lives and have experiences that allow them to remember that life that's been lived. Those are secrets for happiness, which is not as self-helpy as one might have expected from a book that's subtitled Eight Secrets for Leading the Good Life. Uh, the, the book was good. I used examples from my life to narrate the points he's making, but of course Dr. Sad used examples from his life to highlight his points, uh, which are always excellent because he led a pretty storied life, but they're, they're his stories, which is why I use stories from my own life and not from the book. Plus, if I don't tell you what his stories are, you'll go out and buy the book and read his stories for yourself, which everybody should do because this was a good start for, uh, for reminding myself how lucky I am. It's a good start for reminding myself that life is not as grim and bad as, um, well, communism would have you think it is. And that's it for this week. So if you liked what you saw, don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye.